thought that Hollywood was uh, was joking when they would have that trope of somebody walking into a bar and like the piano player would stop playing and everyone would yeah. look up and they'd be like, what's what's this? Who's this person walking in? But my wife and I were invited to a wedding in this tiny town in Indiana, right? And so we fly from Los Angeles to, I don't know where we're at, Indianapolis, rent a car, get in the car, drive to the small little town. We go into this diner, this breakfast diner to get a late breakfast. And literally the music got turned down and all the people looked over at the door and everyone in the room, I swear to God, everyone in the room had a flannel shirt on and a trucker hat with the mesh cap in the back, right? Yep, yep. Uh, And I looked at my wife and I and realized completely by accident, just city living, we were both wearing all black, both of us, all black. Oh my God. And we walked into this tiny little out of the way Indiana cafe. Everyone's (laughs) wearing flannel and trucker hats. And they're like, (laughs) can you imagine what we look like? We look like the Matrix walking into this small little cafe. They were probably scared you were gonna take over. <laughs> so I, I it's, it's the one time in my life where I was like, God, you really can stop a parade just by how you look when you walk into yeah, a cafe. That's amazing. Well, I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure Gloria is used to walking into a room and every head turns. But how did that feel for you? <laughs> and on that note, I say hello, everybody, and welcome to Comic Lab, the show about digging into your friend with the worst cut ever and making and, comics. And making a living from comics. I'm Brad Geiger, the author of the Web Comics Handbook and the creator of Evil Link. And I'm his pal Dave Kellogg, cartoonist of Drive and Sheldon and co director of the comics documentary Stripped. And this week's hour of comics advice is made possible by your support at patreon.com slash comic lab. So Dave, Dave, let's talk comics. Let's talk comics, my friend, and a reminder that you could be watching this show live right now with patreon.com slash comic lab. The live gab group can watch the show streaming every week, and there is a concurrent uh, uh, chat going on uh, with everybody talking with each other as we're talking, and we try to answer questions before, during, and after the show as a little extra bonus for everyone joining us over at patreon.com slash comic lab. And Brad, who is our sponsor for this week? Oh, gosh, I'm excited once again to welcome back our sponsor, DreamHost. I want you to put this on your list of things to check out. It's DreamHost.com slash Comic Lab. Dave and I have been talking about for, for a long time, since really since the beginning of the show, uh, about the importance of owning and controlling your own work. And you really don't own and control your own work until uh, you own where that work is being posted. Uh, right. And that means having your own website. I know it's sounds counterintuitive, especially if you're under 40 years old. But trust me, trust me, we know what we're talking about on this one. Absolutely. And DreamHost has gone the extra mile for Comic Lab listeners. They've set up two plans. There's a shared starter plan, $2.59 a month at DreamHost.com slash Comic Lab. And then there's a shared unlimited plan for $3.95 a month. By the way, these prices are fantastic. So for a start, especially if you are starting up for the price of a cup of coffee, you've got your, your, by the way, in in LA, a cup of coffee is like four bucks now. So for less than a cup of coffee in Los Angeles anyway, (laughs) you can have your website up and running with one click WordPress install. It is a fantastic option for you. And much, much cheaper than a, a dozen eggs uh, anywhere in the country right now. <laughs> By the way, sp- speaking of the egg shortage, uh, not, yeah. to, not to jump in on this, but did you notice that Costco now has duck eggs and quail eggs because there's so no. few chicken eggs? 
Oh my so, gosh. Not to jump into our DreamHost sponsorship, yeah. but the Costco is now selling quail eggs. I never would have thought that. Well, there is there is another similarity between eggs and DreamHost, and that is this. If you're just starting out, if you're in the nascent phase, you don't even have a website right now. This is the perfect time for uh, uh, for pulling the trigger on something like DreamHost.com slash Comic Lab because there's no pressure. You can take your time. You can build it slowly. And if you get in trouble, I'm telling you, there's nobody better than the customer support at DreamHost. They are uh, uh, beyond uh, compare for anything. I, I've been using DreamHost for well over 10 years at this point, and it's be- a lot of it is because of their customer support. Absolutely. So you're going to want to head over to dreamhost.com slash comic lab and take advantage of their zero risk 97 day money back guarantee that you will like your hosting at dreamhost.com slash comic lab. Dave, do you see this big smile on my face? This, this smile right here. Do you see the smile on my face? I do see that smile and I know why that smile is there. I share that smile. That's right. We're smiling over here because we're joined by our good friend, Kevin McShane. You can see Kevin's work over at KevinComics.com. And Kevin's a cartoonist from way back. We've known Kevin for years and years and years. And we are absolutely thrilled to have him on the show today. Kevin, welcome. Welcome. Thanks for having me. You it's bet. great to be back. I got to tell you, Kevin, one of my favorite uh, bits, and if, if someone is new to the podcast, Uh, One of my favorite bits that we ever had on the show was the one where we were talking about a 1920s weight loss mechanism as though it were being marketed (laughs) today. What was it called? The Jiggler? It was the Jiggler Jiggler without the E at the end. Yeah. And uh, so if you haven't looked for it, uh, go back. It's way back in the archives, probably about three years back now. Uh, Look for the Kevin McShane episode. And we had like a five minute run on this device called the Jiggler. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. That's great. And there's and there's been times over the years where I've seen similar uh, similar things in like novelty catalogs and stuff like that. And I will mm-hmm. always send it to the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> it exists. <laughs> they made the jiggler. The jiggler is real. More jiggler news. So we uh, both Brad and I met Kevin and uh, and Kevin us, I think, at Comic-Con uh, maybe 18 years ago, 16 years ago, something like that. Is that right? I think it was Baltimore Comic-Con. Oh, it was Baltimore Comic Con. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You might be right about and, uh, that. And yeah. we all immediately just had the same uh, energy in terms of comedy and and uh, joking around. And uh, Kevin, I got to tell you, in in recent years, you have made I think sort of a renewed push in your cartooning with a whole new uh, venue avenue of more um, uh, personal comics or comics coming out of a personal vein. And so so for the benefit of folks that haven't seen it yet, how would you describe your comics currently? Oh, geez. Uh, I don't know if I have like a succinct pitch. Um, It's basically kind of quasi autobiographical comics about me Mm -hmm. and a fictional bird. Uh, that, that, that can talk. <laughs> so now that was the first question I was, I had on my list to ask you. So you don't own a parrot, a parrot in real life. This is just fictional. I do not. I do not. Uh, I, I think parrots are hysterical. Um, uh-huh. I think they're funny. Uh, my, uh, my partner and I keep sending each other, uh, TikToks of various talking birds and whatnot. And so yeah. when I was trying to think of like a companion character, I was like, yeah, why not a bird? <laughs> it is nice to see somebody, uh, you know, stepping away from the traditional cat and dog type of I was going to say anything to make it not Garfield. Yes. Yeah. Or or yeah, and and dogs are the same way. It's kind it's kind of like, you know, people put dogs in their strips and it's like 
Ah, this dog again. I got to say this, though, as a fellow drawer of cartoon birds, is that we have made a hard road for ourselves in that the beak is unmalleable for a, for a cartoon format that, that loves malleability. And like the beak doesn't give you yeah. anything to work with. You got nothing there, you know? Yep. Yep. Exactly. So it's this all is... wing flapping and, and yeah, exactly. Big cheeks. That's why I draw the mouth and then just draw the beak over it. You know, <laughs> that's, that's my tip. It becomes like this Jimmy Durante nose over the, uh, over the mouth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but so how did you, how did you settle on this format of, of you and the bird? And, and I mean, there are various occasional walk-ins that will be repeating I've noticed, but for the most part, it is you and the bird. How did, how did you come to settle on that format? I, I don't know that there was any type of like conscious thought behind it. Um, I think yeah. you, you're both giving me a lot more credit than <laughs> than is necessary. It's really just I wanted to make comics. You know, uh, I just looked at my own life and just went from there, honestly. And it's just easier for me to like put myself in it because it feels more authentic that way. Yeah. Well, can yeah. I? Well, let me ask a, a, a more serious and deeper question then, and and not to put you on the spot, but I feel like for the better part of a decade, you wanted to be cartooning, but you were in search of a title, and I think f- mm-hmm. eventually, did you just kind of allow yourself, like, no, I'm going to do semi autobiographical, and that's fine. That's that's an outlet for me. That's great. Well, let me give you the short story, and there's a Brad Geiger compliment in the middle of it. Oh, so. oh. well, then by all well, means, go go right ahead with your story, Kevin. We are all did ears. Did you see that, that puffer fish of a chest expand as soon as you said a Brad Geiger <laughs> he compliment? Got very like, uh, he got very yes, excited. Yes. So, my, so my comics journey was I started off uh, in the early aughts, uh, like the rest of us, but instead yeah. of being online, I decided that I was going to do a traditional indie comic book that I was going to sell print only through diamond, go that entire route. And I wish I had met you guys earlier because I feel like you could have taken me to the side and been like, look, don't do that. And I would have saved a lot of time and effort, but I was like, you know what? It worked for Eastman Laird. I'm going to do it too. And so I, uh, I put out a book called Toopy Doops, uh, which was based on my uh, college trip. And, um, and basically just it didn't go anywhere for, you know, a myriad of reasons. Um, but it got my foot in the door. And when it kind of petered out, I really kind of um, went to a dark place where I was just like, I don't know if I want to do comics anymore. And and I didn't draw another comic for at least another seven or eight years, um, maybe even longer. But uh, but I always had the itch. I was always like, I want to I want to get back into it because it's something that I love. And it's um, it took a uh, it took a morning with Brad Geiger uh, at, at a diner. <gasps> is this at Little Pete's? This, yeah. Is this at Little Pete's? Oh. So so I was visiting Philly and I, I just hit up Brad and I said, hey, do you want to go get breakfast? And he was like, I know the perfect place. It's this great little diner. Meet yeah. me there. And so we met there and we were just chatting and um, and Brad was just, you know, just being conversational, asking me. So like. Are you thinking about making comics again? Uh, you know, and I just kind of, you know, just told him that like I wasn't really feeling it. And he was like, well, what's, you know, what's holding you up and what not? And so I just went into this litany of things of like, oh, I feel like it's not good enough. And when I sit with a joke for too long, it's not funny to me anymore and blah, blah, blah. And Brad, to his credit, just sat there quietly and listened and nodded his head a little bit. And the more I talked, the more I heard myself and the more I realized 
that I was just, you know, being my own worst enemy. And yeah. so in, yeah. in kind of a Brad Geiger kind of Zen master way, he kind of like reflected myself uh, <laughs> back to me. And, uh, and I, and I remember leaving that breakfast, which was great. Uh, yeah. Was it oh, little Phil's? Yeah. One of in, my favorite uh, in, places. In Philly? Yeah. It's great. Um, I remember leaving that breakfast and going and talking to my partner and just being like, I got to start making comics again. This is bullshit. <laughs> yes. <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and so then it was, and then I just got a lot less precious about like, Oh, well, what's the format? What's the story? Everything yeah, right. like that. And I was like, it's just, I'll just make comics and I'll just figure it out organically. And that's kind of yeah. been my approach ever since where I've just like, like the, the bird in my strip doesn't have a name. Right. I like it's I've, I he's been a character in the strip for two, almost three years now. He still doesn't have a name because like nothing's really like jumping out to me, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, I've, I have a couple other like ancillary characters and stuff like that, but I've never really sat down to kind of like define what the deal is with my strip because uh, I don't want to hem myself in too much. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter what the what the parrot's name is at this point. It really doesn't. It's 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 totally off to the side kind of stuff. Well, this, I mean, that's not unlike how I um, uh, started with Drive in that for, for a couple of months there, I was like, I need to figure out all the details. How's this going to be printed? What's the website going to be? And then I was just like, no, I'm just going to start it, put it up on Sheldon, for God's sakes, on Saturdays where no yeah. one was reading and, and just start. And uh, there's a lot of argument to be made that sometimes just starting is the best way to go. Because like you will figure it out as you yes. go. You're a smart guy and you'll figure it out. Um, but it has been a dang I mean, one of things that i love about your cartooning as you've worked on this for the last couple of years is and and i hope you take this for the huge compliment that i intend your facial expressions and your ability to capture hyper yes. specific microseconds of a facial expression yep. are among some of the best i've ever seen do you do a lot of mirror work is it photography how do you capture that moment of a very specific moment on a facial expression well first of all thank you uh, and second of all, it's, uh, it's really easy. Like I use myself as a reference, but instead of mirror work, I will just take a selfie of myself making whatever the face is. Then I'll flip it because your selfies are flipped. And, uh, and then I'll just draw from that. So I actually have on my camera roll, a ridiculous amount of me just making like, <laughs> like all of these ridiculous faces. Yeah. And I was thinking about actually uh, doing like a subscription Patreon type thing of just those <laughs> photos. Just the faces. Yeah. yeah. And then the panel that, you know, that it ended up being. And I, I have no idea if anyone would actually pay for that, but, you know. Two bucks. There's, a only, month, there's only one way to find out. That's one thing that I'm really kind of envious of you for, and that is you. My face? I, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> and also the stuff that comes out of that face in that you have amazing ideas that I, I just... I, it, it's kind of that kind of, I wish I would have thought of that stuff. You had a, a, a series and you still do it I, from what I see on Twitter from time to time. Mm -hmm. Bad caricatures. Yes. Yeah, this is one of my favorite things that you oh, do God. of all time, where you literally will take a picture of two people or or, or one person mm -hmm. and then draw the worst caricature in the world. And and but, but then it, that's the whole point yeah. is you're not even trying uh, to, to pass this off as a good yeah. caricature. The whole idea is that it's a bad caricature. Where does where does stuff like that come from? So that specifically came from 
uh, my, the very last SPX that I went to, uh, you know, talking about my, my, my first book and how it kind of died. Um, yeah. I kept going back to SPX, even though I didn't have new books or anything like that, because it's yeah. that, it's that whole, the, the gambler's fallacy of just like, yes. you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And the last time that I went to SPX, which was 2013, I think, um, no one was buying my stuff. And so it got yeah. to be like Saturday afternoon and I was just getting really depressed. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start drawing bad caricatures of people who come by. And so I made a quick little sign that was like bad caricatures, $1. And somebody came up and did it. And it was just like, and then I realized that like, oh, if I include, if I include an apology afterwards, people really like yes. that. And so, yeah. and so that went like gangbusters at XPX. And so when I went home, I was just like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start doing bad caricatures, five bucks per person. You get a terrible drawing and a written apology. And that's what I've been doing ever since. <laughs> I love it so much. And, and, and it's, and it's amazing I, I could, because I've had a similar experience of sitting at comic conventions and watching people walk mm -hmm. by my booth, mm -hmm. not even slowing down, yeah. not even casting a glance, yeah. lest I make eye contact with them. And sometimes in that misery, in that despondence, you get some pretty creative moments. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. And I don't know whether it's 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 a it's a self defense thing or whether it's just a desperation. But I've had the exact same experiences where I was like, oh. God, I got to do something. Well, this is an unplanned topic, but I might as well spring it on both of you. I don't know if you saw, there was an article that came out, I think it was in The Economist, but maybe somewhere else. But it, they talked about how there's now been a couple of scientific studies about what triggers creativity. And so mm -hmm. they oh. specifically um, tested with cannabis and with um, uh, cyclobin, which I think is in mushrooms, right? And mm -hmm. they also tested yeah. boredom and a big shocker. Guess what worked the best for triggering creativity? Boredom. It is boredom. boredom. It's boredom. boredom. Wow. Yep. And I was, I yeah. was, I was so uh, uh, amazed by that, but I also was not shocked by it. Like I, cause I think about all the times where I'm forcing boredom as a way mm -hmm. to, um, to generate ideas and I, my God, it works for me. How, do you two find the same thing? Yep. Yeah. I, uh, I try to at least once every month, take like a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon and lock myself, not in my office, but actually in my partner's office. So it's like a, um, you know, a, a kind of a foreign space for me yeah. and I'll clear off about four or five hours and I will just sit there. And the only thing I have with me is a notebook that I can write notes on. And mm -hmm. I have this rule and I think it's a Neil Gaiman rule of you can do nothing or you can write and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh my it's gosh. Like, Almost like a cross parent, right? You, yeah. or, or, or a parent who is cross with you, who says, who says, all right, you got two choices. You can sit and write or you can do nothing. Yeah. That's your two yeah. choices. Yeah. Yeah. But like you make can, a good choice and then storms off. You like know? I don't take my phone or anything like yep. that. Smart. Like it's smart. I just, I basically, I ground myself for the afternoon and then I yeah. just, yeah. And then I just <laughs> come up with ideas. And then describe, describe for everybody the first half an hour, the first 45 minutes, the first 60 minutes of that, of that, like what, what's happening with Kevin in that, in that first chunk of time? Well, if I don't fall asleep, then, um, <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, right there with then you. I will, uh, then I'll just, you know, I'll just come up with the dumbest ideas in the world. You know what I mean? But yes. like, as I sit there long enough and it's gotta be more than a couple of hours, you know what I mean? Like yeah. three hours is kind of the minimum, at least for me to like start wow. getting to like the really good stuff. And it yeah. sounds excruciating, but it's 
actually yeah. really nice if you have like the right mentality for it. Um, and uh, yeah, and then, you know, the longer I sit there, the, the ideas either get weirder or they get better. Sometimes uh-huh. both, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever had something like that, uh, but uh, talking to both of you, where, I, and I've had this last couple of weeks, I sit down and I cannot make sparks happen for nothing. And and same thing that this happened uh, just a few days ago where I just was trying to make something, trying, and then all of a sudden one thing uh, uh, came into fruition and it was like, oh, that's not crap. And then it was like, I, I literally threw my phone to the other side of the office mm-hmm. and it's like, and it, because when it starts, you, you, you got to follow that wherever it leads. And mm-hmm. before I knew it, I had written two pages of pretty good yep. stuff. And it was like, oh, okay, this, that, I, I can write after all, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm constantly proving to myself year after year that I'm, I, I actually can write. Are you like that sometimes too? Almost like. Uh, taking that gambler uh, metaphor and flipping it around where all of a sudden you hit a hot streak and you're like, I got to keep writing, baby. I got I'm hot tonight. And you just keep going and going. Do you do that? Oh yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. What about you? Dave? Yeah. I mean, I, for me, it's almost like I, this is a, maybe a bad visual metaphor from my specific childhood. But when I was a kid, there was a storm drain across the street from my house. And sometimes what I would do is I would take a stick and I would cut a little carved path in the dirt and the water would go from a trickle to get bigger and bigger. And like very quickly it would happen. And I find that my creativity is the same kind of thing that like once one idea breaks through writer's block, all of a sudden it's like water carving through dirt. It's like it, it suddenly becomes a much greater flow for me. Um, and, and what happened when that happens, I know to just sit with it because, uh, I can get, uh, weeks of writing done in a very small mm-hmm. amount of time. And just like all of your ideas, it all ends up down in the drain. <laughs> Folks, you've been listening to Comic Lab. The show about existentialism. The show about making yeah. comics and making a living from comics. Hey, everybody, if you, like, if you like fatalism, you'll love this week's episode. Here we go. Uh, yeah, I just, I just love going on people's podcasts and like uh, ending it early. Yeah, yeah. It's a good bit. Well, so, okay, so let's talk about this oh, creativity. Kevin, you're allowed into a pocket dimension, right? It's just Kevin in a pocket dimension. There's no phone okay. calls. There's no emails. There's nobody bothering you. There's no work Sounds that has to be so done. Far. What do you choose to do in that pocket dimension? With the idea that time works differently. In other words, you're going to be gone there for a month, maybe, uh, oh. but you're but here on earth only gone for a second. So nobody even misses yeah. you. Holy right? shit. You've got no strings. You just go out into the world for a month, no strings. Wow. I... And I have access to all of my like creative resources and stuff. Sure. Okay. Yeah. No, in this, in this, in this created environment, you can eat if you want, you can sleep if you want, you can do all the things that, yeah. that make right, Kevin right, right. happy. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 I, I was just picturing a white void and it was just like, you can just hang out there for <laughs> yeah. as long as you want. And I'm like, why would I want to do let's that? Let's make it creepy. It's a white void. You're totally naked in the white void. There you go. Let's yeah. make it creepy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. No, um, that's actually, that's a great question. What I would do, I would actually probably do animation if I'm really? being completely oh. honest with myself. Yeah. Because animation is, is a skill that I'm working on, but it, because it's so time intensive, it just, it like, I would, ah, because it's so time intensive, I just find that I don't have enough time to dedicate to it. And yeah. so like to have like a little pocket dimension where I could sit down and like make a full animated, you know, version of my comic or something like that, I think would be yeah. a lot of fun. I also have a couple ideas for some graphic novels that I would do. 
Mm. So any, any you care to share with us? Uh, I have a time travel comedy uh, that, that, that like I've been that. working on for, for a long time. Oh. Uh, yeah. And again, it's one of those things that's just like, it's, that's such a huge, um, you know, undertaking in terms of like time and commitment and like, I got a full-time job. So, you know. Well, let me tell you, that's <laughs> all I can do. As somebody who started a story that's probably going to take me a thousand pages to finish, what do you personally think is stopping you from starting it? Is it the, is it the pain of like, you wouldn't be able to finish it or, or is it the pain that you might start it in the wrong way? It's, it's just that I wouldn't have the time to finish it, you know? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I do noodle on it. You know, I have an outline, you know, I have like character profiles and things like that. Right. I haven't actually sat down to like draw any characters or anything like that, but it's just one of these things where I was just like, if I'm going to go down this road, I want to complete this. And so, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, I just want to make sure that I have the time to like do it right. Well, okay, so I want to explore this for a second because this is a fun topic. Okay. Uh, that to me, what I hear when you say that is that the only way that that graphic novel would come out is if you had two years of nothing else distracting you. Am I wrong yeah. in thinking that? Yeah. Yeah. So what wow. would keep you from doing it over a 20 year period slowly? Touche. First of all, uh, second of all, um, <laughs> I, I didn't mean, just oh, by the, the way, I saw that a little bit as a mortal are you, blow. Are, I feel wait, bad are you trying about to, that. I'm sorry. Are you trying to wait a minute? Are you trying to Brad Geiger me right now? I, I am. No, if I was Brad Geiger, I'd be sitting across from you uh, in a deli being totally silent where you think I'm being wise, yeah. but in interior, in my Brad Geiger interior mind, I'm like, this guy's talking so much. God, he's just talking and talking and talking. How do I get out of this? And meanwhile, you're going to interpret that as great sage wisdom from a Zen master. In the meantime, yeah, Brad's going, yeah. God damn it, this guy's yapping away. <laughs> <laughs> At least the French toast is good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, because I, I, that's the realization that I had with Drive is it's going to take me 10 to 15 years to tell this, but what the hell? Yeah. What else do I got to do, you know? Yeah. As, but that's as your, as your like main focus. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. no, but when I started if Drive, I, Drive didn't make any money for three or four years. So I was doing. I'm not even talking about financially. I'm just talking about time wise. You know what I mean? Like I did it on Saturdays. I okay, fair enough. I, I, yeah, I'm, Kevin, why can't you be more no, like Dave? I, that's not what I'm trying to say. That's, <laughs> no, this is great. No, no, this no, is great. Because this I is want great. more Kevin in the world, so I'm trying to say, like, I'm, I'm yeah. basically chalking out how how we could solve this mental block mm -hmm. of it. I need two solid years to work on this. Right, right. Which we all have, I, by, okay, the way. I, by the way. By the way, there's another comic idea that I have that I very much am holding back on because I'm like, I don't have the time. I, the truth is, I have the time. I just have to do it in small yeah. chunks, you know. Yeah. 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 The, uh, I mean, one of the mental blocks is that if I were to do it over the next 20 years, I feel like the first page would be, you know, uh, completely different from the last page in terms of style, yeah. in terms yes. of, um, you know, uh, technical skill yes. and whatnot. Yep. And so what I, what I want to do is like one discrete story, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, and so, I don't know. Like that's a mental block for me. By the way, that's a totally fair mental block. And it's true because even a decade on into drive now, my first pages mm. drive me bonkers because I'm like, oh, it's, to me, yeah. it feels so yeah. vastly different than what I'm drawing now. And it, yeah. it makes yeah. me, and tell me if you guys feel this way too. One of the reasons among a myriad reasons I'm jealous of Jeff Smith is that somehow he made the oh, first yeah. pages of bone feel like the last pages of bone, even though I know yeah. technically yep. he got much better over that decade in drawing bone. Mm -hmm. Somehow mm -hmm. it still feels like the exact same comic in those first pages 
as page 842. I would be willing to bet that he feels different. Uh, you're probably right. I bet you you're probably right. Can see all. And, and by the way, that's a good lesson for all of us to take mm-hmm. is that we can see all the warts and all of the uh, inconsistencies and, and all of that stuff. Uh, uh, we can't, but he can. I think part of it also is that he was very smart in terms of like the character design. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. the, the, the bones are so simple in terms of their character design. I think it comes from his yep. animation background. Mm-hmm. He's like, if I'm going to be drawing these characters for over, you know, 1500 pages or whatever, <laughs> like <laughs> they should be fairly simple. And so, yeah, I think it's about just kind of like realizing that you're going on that marathon yeah. and like yeah. to make the run as easy as possible for you along the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening while you work, take a minute to stand and stretch. And while you're doing that, we're going to tell you why you should join us on Patreon. When you do, you're going to get hours and hours of podcasts that we've recorded just for backers. And exclusive Patreon posts that go even deeper on Comic Lab topics. And access to our exclusive Discord server, which is a thriving community of professional cartoonists. So you can support the show you love and get tons of actionable resources for your own cartooning. And listen, if you can't swing a pledge this month, we get it. No worries. Yeah, yeah, listen, you can still support the show by rating us wherever you get your podcasts. Just leave a five-star review and a few kind words. That, along with mentions on social media, is incredibly helpful. Now, everybody, let's talk comics. Well, let me ask you a totally totally different question, changing gears. You're, you come from a very professional um, background, working with, dealing with, swimming in the waters of social media. For your mm-hmm. personal cartooning, what is your social media strategy? What outlets do you find work for you? Um, what do you make sure to hit up every time you have a new comic? What do you find is not working or is, is worth avoiding? What, what for you basically is advice you might give to another cartoonist on social media? Uh, my advice is actually really similar to uh, the advice that you guys give on the show. And that's to, you know, own a home base and then to syndicate everywhere. And there's a, uh, there's an acronym for it, which is posse, which is post own site syndicate everywhere. Um, yeah, and I, I think, like that. I think that's, I think that's really all you can do these days. You know yeah. what I mean? Because platforms are so in flux all the time. And so like, all you can do is to just own your own space and then just, be everywhere your audience is. I have to pause you for a second. What was that acronym? Where did that come from? Posse? Posse. site syndicate. Is that something you came up with or is that an industry? No, I wish. No. It's, uh, where did I see it first? I think uh, Corey Doctorow uh, brought it to my attention first. Corey Doctorow, the, the sci-fi author yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and online activist. And, yeah. And, and old school car, uh, web cartoonist. He was one of the first, first, first web cart. I, 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 I looked this up uh, for a book that I had written and, and I think he, if not one of the first, maybe even the first. And it was like, if I remember right, I, I got to check my facts, but I think it was like posted on a CompuServe message no board kidding. or something. It was wow. early, early okay. stuff, but yeah, he's got deep web comics. Wasn't roots. the title yeah. something like Buffalo or something or where the Buffalo, where the Rome, Buffalo Rome. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, Corey, that's funny that you should mention Corey Doctorow because he came up multiple yeah. times with Brad and I this week. Uh, what a great thinker Corey yeah. is. But yeah, so Posse, yeah. Post, yeah. Own, post on your own site, 
syndicate everywhere. All right, I'm gonna remember that. Uh, uh, thank you. So despite my de desire to want to make fun of it, I will now remember it. But keep going. So we post. You go. So you post on your own site. You syndicate everywhere. What do you find mm -hmm. really works for you for your specific Kevin Kevin comics? My comics tend to do well on what we call the stream sites. Um, at BuzzFeed, we have this philosophy of a platform is either a garden or a stream. And, oh. um, and so a garden platform is something like Netflix, um, you know, where you go, you, it's a, uh, what you decide to consume is like a very uh, deliberate uh, choice. Uh, and it's all about making the nicest garden that you can. Whereas yeah. a stream site is anything with an algorithmic feed. It's like Facebook, TikTok, you know, Twitter, mm -hmm. like whatever. Um, and so those platforms, the content that you want to make is stuff that requires no context that people can, you know, enjoy and then flip on to the next thing. And so my comics, because they have very little context, because you don't need to know who the characters are and the bird doesn't even have a name you know, uh, they, it tends to do better on stream sites. So like Instagram, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, places like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Reddit, Reddit, you're tearing it up Reddit, on Reddit. Reddit actually. And I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, I've been, I've been having surprising success on TikTok. Let's talk about, about that. that. Yeah. Okay. So TikTok has introduced a um, a, a photo component basically where yeah. you can upload, um, just still images and it'll put them together in like an auto scrolling, uh, uh, right. Like a slider, yeah, like an exactly, auto scrolling yeah. slider. Right. And, um, and so, and you can stop the slider, you can, you know, slide back and yeah, forth, wow. but if you don't touch it, it will slide every two seconds or whatever. And so I just on a lark, just started putting up my comics panel by panel, which I don't normally do anywhere else. I usually put up just the, all four panels, uh, in a still image and they've been doing well, knock on wood, you know, the last couple really? have been, yeah, I've been doing pretty well on TikTok. Um, you know, it helps to, uh, it helps to use hashtags that are yep. trending. Um, like my last comic was about AI. And so, you know, it got a lot of, yep. uh, got a lot of traction because people were arguing about AI in the comments and whatnot. And so, um, yeah. but like, yeah, I say, don't count out TikTok. Well, for, can for I ask you, cause now I, I be honest and Brad knows this about three, four weeks ago, I uninstalled TikTok on my phone just cause frankly, I'm happier now without it on my phone. But uh, yeah. I do actually want to install it again now to go look at your stuff. Where could people find your stuff on TikTok? Cause I want to see this specific approach. On TikTok, I'm just at the Kevin McShane. At the Kevin McShane. I, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm K McShane everywhere else. Oh, uh, who is the Kevin that Twitter, stole Instagram. this from you? I know, oh. motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me, Kevin, about dancing underneath those oh, TikTok God. videos. I I would not have thought to do no, that. I, know. I, I would have. You do. You actually look perfectly great doing it. I would have looked dumb. You pull this off, and I want to know everything well, about before, it. Where did the idea come from, and does it get traction? Before he does, let's explain to people what it what it is. And and Kevin, get me yeah. correct me if I have this wrong. You post a comic wholesale on Instagram, at least as I see it. Yeah. But then you do a second post on that same day, kind of in the, within the same hour of that same comic. But there's sort of a split screen approach with you dancing and yes. narrating but not narrating the dialogue necessarily of the comic narrating the thoughts around the comic right is that the best way mm -hmm. to describe it mm -hmm. yeah. how did this yeah. idea come about to brad's point how did you how did you decide to execute this and also what is the reaction to this 
Well, uh, just like everything else in my life, it was born out of cynicism. And uh, <laughs> what it was, was, you know, uh, because I work at BuzzFeed, you know, I saw that Instagram was going to start pushing reels. And so yep. like, you know, as we all saw, our engagement tanked unless we were making video. And I saw right. other comics creators who were just posting their comics as a slideshow and video. And I was like, that's not really that interesting. Uh, so I was like, what can I do in order to get people to stop scrolling long enough that they'll actually read the comic? And I was just like, I don't know, what if I just fucking dance underneath it, you know? Um, and so I did that and it actually got some traction, <laughs> which is to my chagrin because I fucking hate it. Oh, really? I yeah. Hate doing it. Yes. Yeah. I hate it. Everybody. I mean, if you look at the videos, I have a big smile on my yeah. face. That's a shit eating grin because it's like, fuck you, Instagram, for making me do this. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I and and, and it's, it. is there a danger of you becoming known as the dancing cartoonist? Oh, I hashtag dancing cartoonist. So, yeah. yeah I mean, I, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. You got to do what you got to do in order to get yeah. attention. But like, yeah, it's it really was born out of cynicism. It's, wow. I mean, it really is the algorithm at some point pointing a six shooter at our feet going, dance, dance, boy. Mm -hmm. Literally. That, yeah. that, that Literally. Now, that's what we have to do. Yeah. The, uh, uh, but so you found that, that that has increased your, um, uh, interactions or has it just maintained the level? It's maintained. It's maintained. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And it seems that now just recently since the new year, it seems that they've adjusted the algorithm yet again. So that way now reels are getting roughly the same engagement, uh, as, uh, photo posts. I think they're mm -hmm. kind of swinging the pendulum kind of back in the other direction because people were so upset yeah. about how much they were focusing on reels. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So now it, 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 along those lines, uh, we're, we're seeing you do all of this different stuff, right? And, it, and it's, it's almost like watching a plate spinner, right? <laughs> trying to keep all these things up. What, and also like your job at BuzzFeed, right? Which, mm -hmm. is, which is something that, that takes obviously an insane amount of attention. What would your ideal career in cartooning look like? Oh, God. Um, uh, for me, it would just be, uh, my ideal career would be being a independent creative, you know? Yeah. Um, I have so many different media and so many different stories and whatnot that I like to work in. I would love to have a situation where either through, you know, patronage or subscriptions or, you know, what have you that I could uh, sustain myself to make video and to make comics and to, you know, do animation and to, you know, do live comedy, you know, yeah, I don't. I don't know if oh, there's. A, right. I don't know that's if there's a name that we for that. haven't even that we haven't even mentioned your improv roots and <laughs> exactly. and, and podcasting too. I mean, you're yeah. you're kind of a a renaissance uh, person in that you do an awful lot of creative things. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if there's really a name for that, or if there's a kind of a specific career path for that. Unfortunately, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, without Im immense success, kind of, no, there's no, and by that, I mean, like you, like you were saying, you sort of have to have a big success in order to do multiple polymath creative jobs, you know, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, it yeah. seems to be the case that the world mostly rewards picking a path, sticking with it. Yeah. And then, and then plowing that field constantly. That's a bad phrase. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I said plowing that field. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing. 
If there's one thing Dave knows about, it's plowing. Folks, you've been listening to Comic Lab, the show about making comics and and making a living from comics. Talk about it. There's no there's no way that that word doesn't sound terrible when you say it. Plow God damn it. I just wanted to say working. Doing work. Ah, now I'm switching. This is terrible. I'm literally sweating in my hoodie now. So okay, so your ideal career is, I mean, uh, to be honest. In if I was if I was being honest, honest about my ideal career, it would be kind of like having a mangaka system where I had four or five people working mm. with me for me. Where I'm like, yeah. guys, this week we're gonna do a short video, and there's two people there that know how to do camera work. There's another person there that does editing. Yeah. We bang it out, you know, blah blah blah. And then the next week, all right, we're doing a bunch of ca- cartooning work. I honestly, that seems tremendously yeah. fun. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. but I only know of like four or five people in the entire world that have that kind it's of a job yeah. or a system. It just doesn't. It doesn't. But I share what I'm getting at is I share your desire for that kind of thing to exist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, if we're being honest about it, the only people that have that kind of life are like a, a, a an echelon of like YouTubers. You know what I mean? There's like four or five that yeah. basically they have yeah. a couple people working for them and they get to do whatever they want mm-hmm. that week. There's this theory in media right now that um you know as the creator economy or as the creator economy evolves uh what we're going to see is kind of a loss of the middle class and you're Mm -hmm. basically either so like media in the future is going to be either semi-anonymous you know uh tock videos or creators who are basically like little boutique uh media companies right you know right and you're going to kind of lose that kind of like middle class of people who can't quite get to one end and are kind of in a way stuck with the in at the other that's incredibly interesting so what is the thinking behind that like what 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 removes that middle class just the reward systems for monetizing Mm -hmm. for the megastars is that the idea yeah it's basically the fact that there's way more creators who want to make a living than there is money to support them. So what happens is the uh, the money kind of pools and favors the uh, the high performers. Right. And in the meantime, because that overall base of population base of, of wannabe creators is so high, they will basically undercut them one another uh, in terms of offering things for free uh, in order to mm-hmm. become an audience size of which they can then jump in on that pooled money. Um, yeah. So I see what you mean. So you basically end up with two very divergent classes, a, a mass of people who are performing for little or no money. And then a very uh, small sort of super megastar group. Yeah. Brad, you were, you yeah. want to jump in. Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Well, and that brings us right to the topic of AI art and AI writing, artificial intelligence. And I've been I've been watching with great delight your comics on uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, how do you think that fits into there? Where do you think AI art and and writing is going? Is it gonna is it gonna turn out to be a good thing, a bad thing? Is it a disaster? Uh, talk to us about AI. I don't even know. Like, honestly, I, I don't even know. I mean, I'm, I'm just as clueless as, as you guys are. Like, yeah. I'm not even thinking about the short terms of like, will artists or will AI replace artists? I'm thinking more like, what is the world going to look like in 10 years? Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like when AI just is, does everything, you know? Um, one thing that I will say, though, is that, you know, part of the early debate on AI is the idea that a lot of these models are being trained on uh, our artwork. And so I, I'm 100 percent behind uh, this movement that I've heard called uh, vegan data, 
mm-hmm. if you will. Okay. Um, and it's it's data that is basically uh, consensual uh, that people have opted in to have uh, used yes. as a as a training model. Um, and uh, and I think that that is an important conversation. That's kind of the first conversation that we need to have. Uh, but yeah. unfortunately, the technology is just outpacing us. Like we can't. Yeah. Yeah, we're 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 barely figuring out the internet, like, and then along comes yeah. AI. I will say this: there is also my personal theory that once a generative video AI comes on board, if we ever let that link up with a recommendation algorithm like TikTok, mm-hmm. it's over. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you're absolutely because right. AI will d- defer to one of ten types of videos and keep feeding that l- millions of variations to the you of that. I'm going to get so many van life videos that are AI generated. It's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But like, but you know, if, if, if the end game of the attention economy is to have you glued to your screen yes. or your device yeah. or whatever, yeah. and yeah. AI's job is to make that content that appeals to you, then mm-hmm. you link those two up. And I mean, it's going to be like Wally, like we're going to be in our big chairs with our big gulps watching TV 24 hours a day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's no reason to take your eye off the screen. And the, frankly, yeah, the only way so to win compelling. would be to completely remove yeah. yourself from that uh, ecosystem entirely. You know, that's as a human, the only way to win is to, is to take is yourself out. You saying that you're going to go off into the mountains. Let me just say, I got a cabin in the woods and I got some plans. I've been planting corn. I've got my own way of living. Yeah, we we saw those. Yeah, listen, I saw those tomatoes you planted during COVID. You better stay on the grid. Let's just say Dave Kellis been doing a lot of plowing. Let's just put it that way. Um, Oh, good Lord. (laughs) Folks, you've been listening to Comic Lab, (laughs) the show about comics. I No, I, I, with AI, uh, Kevin, I don't don't think you heard this because the show hasn't released yet, but I genuinely, genuinely tried to use um ai to generate ideation in terms of sketches and found it to be nonsensical in terms of what i and Mm. what i realized and i tried to explain this to brad and i I don't know if i did a good enough job it's my fault not brad's fault but i knew what i wanted in my brain my artistic mind knew what i wanted and i was basically just trying to get the ai to draw what i wanted and Mm -hmm. only after 40 failed attempts did i realize I can just take a pencil out and draw this. I know what I want. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I granted AI will get better. And the, it's, it's, it's in part a communication failure between uh, my human brain and that AI interface. Um, so I, I grant you that's going to get better and that process is going to get smoothed out. But the truth yeah. of it is for ideation, I know what I want to draw. I know what I want to create right, yes. and right. I don't need AI. So even the even the version that I thought, oh, well, AI will be useful for established artists to help come up with 40 versions of the thing that we know we want to draw. I'm no longer convinced that that's the case. So let's try a thought experiment, right? Yeah. So let's say you have a strip uh, that you have written uh, and you want to draw it. You lay it out and all you do is you just put like circle here. For Sheldon, circle <laughs> here for like the other characters. Mm-hmm. Then you feed it into an AI, and the AI inks the strip, colors it, letters yep. it, and you're done. Would you would you use that? Would you do that? 
God and damn it, it. And it looks the... just like your strip. Yeah. I, I, by the way, none of that is impossible on the trajectory yeah. that we're going. Uh, yeah. Wow. What a thought. Brad, you want to answer that first? Because I'm going <laughs> to oh, I'm going to d- dissolve into this puddle of goo over here while See, I think I about mean, this. And this comes with the conflict right now. I where I am mentally is I am incredibly against AI art and writing, mainly because of that opt in, opt out stuff. I don't mm-hmm. like the way they're doing it. I don't right. I don't mind it as a concept but that i don't like the way they're doing it so right now i'm very much not only like like in an angry way not only angry at ai but anybody who's trying to defend it i immediately start to think that they must be suspect for some reason sure what are they you know what what, what's what's in you know going on with this person which is you know probably unfair but but having said that everything you just i'll be completely honest with you everything you just said and the, the, the obvious answer is you'd be dumb to say no. If, you, you, if, if it looks at exactly like you did it, mm-hmm. uh, boy, how dumb would you be to say no? You know, it just, it, it, it's just, and, and by the way, it's one of those John Henry things that if you do say no, you're putting a, 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 a knife to your own throat because your competition's out there going to be working a hundred times faster than you. And no one cares that you did it by hand. They're, they just want to read. St- Again, it comes back to that streaming thing. They just want to be entertained for five seconds and scroll yeah. on to the next thing. And, yeah. and that's where you're caught. And here's the, the problem with that, too, is that when you can almost instantaneously generate a Kevin comic, a Brad comic, a Dave comic, you know, at the click of a button, you could in a future social media atmosphere do a B testing of which punchline yeah. works better, mm-hmm. which setup works better, yep. which one's going to end up in the book because you could have five different uh, of the same comic working for you in a B testing online. I mean, it just becomes at what point do does the joy of existence stop being enough of an impetus to make us want to create art. You know what I mean? Like that, I find joy in drawing, physically drawing a thing. I find joy. And then at the end of it going, oh, I made that thing. But at yeah. what point does AI rob us even of the joy of making the thing, you know? That's why I'm dissolving into goo with that, that, that question. And that's, and, that's, and that's the whole thing. It's just like, yeah, like the, 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 the whole, that's the thing, the whole, um, you know, vegan data thing, that'll be solved. The automation thing, that's not going away. And so, yeah, like what it really is, is like what you were getting at is like these kind of like fundamental questions of like, what does it mean to be human? Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, my my continuing anger about this is, you know, how people used to joke about like I was promised a flying car and all I got was, you know, texting or whatever it is. Yeah. For me, AI, like I was promised really good protein folding and like cancer curing drugs. Yeah. I thought that's what AI was going to be working on was cancer curing drugs and, and possible molecular combinations. Instead, it's like, you know what? I'm going to steal cartoonist work. That's what AI is going to do. And well, I'm like, damn it. This was not what I was promised with AI. Oh, my God. Two, two things ripped from the headlines from my social media feed today. The first thing I read when I woke up this morning, I think it was on Reddit. Did you folks see this? that uh, an AI medical software supposedly, and and I I was bleary-eyed, so I might be getting facts wrong, cured some kind of liver cancer or came up with a drug, came up with a drug (laughs) to address liver cancer or something. You get the idea. In in, in 10 minutes, it it came up with a drug that they've been working on for years. And it, it just was, boom, here it is. I mean, it's literally Jetson stuff, you know, push button, blop, it, it spits it out. It, it, that was this morning on Reddit. 
Good, because that's what we were promised, like cancer-curing yeah. drugs. That's great. Not stealing the job of a storyboard artist that works for Sony Animation in Culver right. City. Like, that's yeah. not what we were promised. I did not yeah. want that. Here's the other ripped from the headlines that I just tweeted about earlier today. I'm not going to give his name. It, 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 it looks like a piece of work. But this writer clearly doing some kind of a clickbait opinion piece. Uh, here's the headline in the subhead. You remember? You, you ready for this? Here's, here's the headline. AI spells trouble for creatives, and it's about time, too. Here's oh the subhead. Machines that can write and paint are a welcome rebuff to the prestige enjoyed <sighs> by artistic prestige. types. <laughs> listen, listen to this. It, 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 it hit me like a ton of bricks. For years, they've been trying to pay us an exposure. Now, exposure is too much. Yep. <laughs> Do it. Don't even give them the exposure. Too much <laughs> prestige for you. You don't get money. You don't get exposure you don't get prestige you just sit there and draw and stop when i tell you to i mean kevin are we sort of in the rage against the dying of the light stage of of art creation in in terms of like where things are headed i don't even know man you know like <laughs> don't come to me for answers i don't know <laughs> well listen <laughs> along those lines it it, it uh, i want to say how much of an absolute joy it's been to catch up with you again oh my god uh, this yeah. went so fast you are uh, you are absolutely one of my favorite people and oh. i love being able to talk to you and and talk comics with you specifically so oh. kevin mcshane thank you so much for being with us today Thank you, guys. It is always a joy and a pleasure. And I just want to say that you've been listening to Comic Lab, the show about making comics <laughs> and making a living time, of Kevin, comics. This is not the end of the show. Stop it. No, you don't get to do that part. I will say, though, you want to go check out Kevin Comics. Uh, that's K-E-V-I-N comics.com. And uh, Kevin's last name is spelled McShane, M-C-S-H-A-N-E. You can check him out on uh, multiple different uh, TikTok, Instagram, Reddit, all sorts of things. All over the uh, place. Kevin, you are fantastic human being thank you for joining us my friend gentlemen it's been a pleasure talk on it kevin this is my job that's because i am the one who gets to say you've been listening to comic lab the show about making comics and making a living from comics your hosts have been my friend brad geiger the editor of webcomics.com and the creator of evil inc at evil-comic.com and my good friend david kellett the co-director of the comics documentary stripped and the cartoonist of sheldon comics at sheldoncomics.com and drive at drivecomic.com and a shout out and a thank you to our friend yeah. kevin who we had Gosh. on we were intending to have on just for a little bit and yeah. ended up delightfully filling up a full hour so thank you kevin over at kevincomics.com and comic lab theme song is used with permission from andy creighton at theworldrecord.net and this episode was edited by matt woodard of woodsong productions over at www.woodsong.media if you love Comic Lab, you can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, and you may hear your review featured on a future episode. Also, if you are one of these scores, nay, dozens of scores, uh, hundreds of <laughs> hundreds of people listening to us on Spotify, take a moment when we get to the end of the show, go over, give us a five-star uh, review over on Spotify. I can't tell you how much that has been helping us. We've been really, really doing great on Spotify and mainly it's because of people like you giving us that big review. And I have to tell you, because of your kind reviews on Spotify, I like with Brad, go over there right now and give us a quick five-star review. Because of that, we are the number one comics podcast above Marvel, DC, HBO, Max's comics podcast. So thank you, thank you for that. We appreciate it so much. And I will say Comic Lab is made possible by your support at patreon.com slash comic lab. So I'll go ahead and say that twice. 
patreon.com slash comic lab. Dave, I, I I think I think we've we need to put this whole thing to rest. Uh, this whole idea of plowing the fields it does sound a little bit uh, weird. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest perhaps we change that to a different idiom. Uh, sure. So for now Please. on, instead, I want you to say "working my street corner." That that's what I want you to say instead. <laughs> oh God! All right? Oh God! I, I just want you to say, <laughs> "I'm standing out here working my corner of the street." All right. That that's gonna be much better for you. Can I tell you? I already got the panic i already got the panic sweat from just saying plowing the field now you say working my corner of the street i'm like my pits are instantly sweating god you really enjoy making your friend uncomfortable i really do it is it is one of the few joys i have left 1-800 no thanks hashtag unsubscribe do not want